I've actually uh, preached this message uh, before uh, at the church here. It was on a Sunday evening uh, earlier this year, and uh, there was a few that were there that Sunday evening and obviously paying attention. Uh, and they asked uh, if I could share it again on a Sunday morning, so I'm just thankful to have that opportunity uh, this morning uh, to do that. And for those that have heard that you've only got yourselves to blame uh, as far as that's concerned. So we're looking uh, primarily at First Peter 5, uh, verse 7 uh, tonight, but uh, or this morning, sorry. Uh, two verses, really, I want to kind of uh, think about here. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Uh, and then also First Peter 5 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then the one we want to concentrate a bit more on this morning, First Peter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. I really love this um, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, uh, verse, uh, just straight to the point, it reminds me of the kind of scriptural equivalent of a road sign like this. Now, this sign could say, uh, when it's safe to do so, uh, maneuver into the appropriate lane for your onward journey. But it doesn't say that, it just says, get in lane. It's just straight to the point. There's no redundant words or language in there, and it reminds me a bit of, of this verse uh, in 1 Peter now, these verses, these verses that I've read from, they uh, speak to us about something that's very common to us all, about anxiety, about worry, about stress. It's something that we all suffer with from, from time to time. And we can have, it's a, it seems to be a bit of a default response that we have to circum, particular circumstances in our life. And that's just what I want to think a little bit about uh, this morning, is this uh, default response. Now, a couple of years ago, I uh, changed my car, and uh, I'd reached a certain age where I, I needed a, a specific uh, option in my, in my car. I wonder if you could guess what that would be. Sorry? No, not sat now. No. 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 You're just getting a bit personal now, uh, Helen. <laughs> no, right, I'm going to cut through this. I, I thought I, I really must have an automatic. You know, the, 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 tr- the trouble of doing that, all of a sudden, I, I'd reached an age where that was just too much bother to me. So I thought, right, I need to get an automatic. But I'd driven a manual, uh, I'd driven a manual all my days. So um, I knew that with an automatic, you don't use your left foot. You know, that's the big rule with an automatic car. You don't use your left foot. Always brake just with your right. And of course, the first time I went out in the car, that was fine, braking with the right. Second time I went out in the car, someone pulled out in front of me. So crisis situation, and I went straight into default mode, two feet on the brake pedal, right? This here. These are my feet, and the, that's the brake pedal. But this is a reenactment. This is a reenactment. I, I didn't actually take a picture at the time. <laughs> this, is, this is just a reenactment to, to bring it to life a bit for you. And, of course, what, what happened then was uh, this. <laughs> As well, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that away just before. Uh, or look, that's a distraction. So I just want to think about that, our default response to things, you know, that we need to sometimes reprogram uh, our minds. So these two verses uh, mentioned uh, that, uh, from 
Philippians and Peter talked about anxiety. I just want to start with a definition uh, of uh, anxiety. I like definitions looking at these things. Uh, A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. I wonder what makes you feel anxious. It's something that's, as I say, it's common to us all. It might be health issues, could be family uh, issues or other relations. Could be work issues, finance, world affairs. We only need to pick up the newspaper or, you know, watch the news and there's stuff that can cause us real concern. Brexit, we've got an ongoing issue coming up if you've not had Brexit fatigue already. Or it could even be something a bit less consequential. Maybe you would disagree. Maybe uh, Man United standing in the Premiership at the moment might be causing you some anxiety and concern. I don't know. But seriously, it's something that can be really quite... Uh, pernicious in our life and can have a significant and often harmful uh, impact uh, in our lives. This verse from Proverbs 12 verse 25 says, an anxious heart weighs a person down. And I wonder if you can relate to that feeling uh, of anxiety giving you a heavy heart and weighing you down. It's It's a very real issue. And it's also something that can cause us to take our focus off God and become uh, inward-looking, self-centered, and, and counterproductive uh, as well. Is worry and anxiety more of a problem for us today and in, in this generation than it's, it's ever been before? Well, it's certainly something we hear a lot about in the, in the media and news reports. And this is a, in a recent survey by the charity Mind. Uh, they're saying that one in six people in the UK experience fairly significant issues with anxiety in, in any given week. So, I. Uh, you can take some of these surveys with a pinch of salt at times, but um, I, I believe that might well be true, and it means that there's a, a, a reasonable number of us, perhaps in church this morning, that struggle uh, quite seriously with anxiety on a, on, a, on a regular basis. But from these um, verses that we've read, uh, the Apostle Paul, who's uh, written to Christians at the church at Philippi, uh, and also Apostle Peter, who was writing to churches throughout Asia Minor uh, in the time of the New Testament, we can see that anxiety was also a challenge for these folks uh, back then as well. They probably just had different uh, issues that they were concerned about. I'm fairly sure they weren't too worried about Man United uh, back then. Is the fact that we're so prone to anxiety, do we think that's something that's come as a surprise to, to God? Uh, I don't believe it. it is that Jesus, uh, you'll remember, spoke uh, a lot about uh, worry and anxiety in the, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. There was various commands there uh, in that most important sermon that's ever preached. Jesus himself repeated three times over, uh, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry in verses 25, 31, and 34 of Matthew 6. In fact, uh, the phrase and the intention of those do nots uh, about do not worry in the Sermon on the Mount is just exactly the same as Jesus tells his hearers when he says, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not break your oath, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, and do not judge. In fact, actually, in the Sermon on the Mount, there's more verses dedicated to the command against worry than there is about any of these other things, uh, strangely enough. So what should our response be, and how should we deal with this in the context of our Christian faith and our relationship uh, with the Lord? And that's what I want us to think a little bit uh, about this morning. So this little quote here, I, I don't know the source of the quote, but I thought it was quite powerful. Anxiety and prayer are two great opposing forces in the Christian experience. 
In looking at First uh, Peter 5 and 7 this morning, um, and hopefully as we can continue to, to meditate on that and these themes through this week, I want to just think about how we can begin to challenge our default response that each of us have to circumstances uh, in our life that, that causes uh, concern and anxiety uh, and worry. I wonder uh, if you're like me and you're more prone to worry and anxiety at night time when we can lose perspective on things and logic seems to just go out the window sometimes or our minds can go into overdrive uh, at, at night uh, about issues. Uh, and really what I want to do this morning uh, in the light of day is to really look into this verse for First Peter 5 and 7 and actually more importantly the, the truth that sits behind these words um, and really hang on to that so that we can challenge this default response that we have to get worried uh, and anxious about so many things uh, in our life. A bit like the example of me with the two foot uh, breaking, I had to reprogram uh, my default response uh, to that. So that's what I want us to have a little bit of think about this, this morning. The encouraging thing with this, of course, is that we're not having to rely on our own strength to do this. We have the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us as well that help us uh, with this. So as we look in a bit more detail at First Peter 5 and 7 and just unpack the truth uh, in that short verse, I think we can see the answer to four basic questions uh, this, uh, this verse answers. And it provides, uh, if you like, a four-part formula uh, for the antidote to anxiety. And we're going to look at those four, uh, four questions uh, now. So how, basic questions, how, what, where, and why? I think these questions are answered in this short verse. And the answers are cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I could finish there. It's not rocket science, this, but we're going to go into, we're going to get into these in a bit more, uh, a bit more detail and hopefully you'll find it helpful. So the first one, how cast. I wonder, um, what you think of, what comes to mind when you, you hear that word, uh, cast. Uh, yeah, maybe something like this. Uh, a fisherman uh, on the beach, uh, casting his, uh, Wait and bait into the uh, the sea. Uh, there's only one place that's going, and it's kind of well into the water there by probably about 100 meters or so. Just again, uh, definitions. Cast uh, definition of cast to throw forcefully in a specified direction. So this is just out the the, the dictionary. Um, but it's important this business about um, specified direction as well. And we'll come back to that uh, a little bit. I think the key uh, to this uh, instruction here um, is about us abandoning uh, our worries, our concerns uh, to God, the stresses of our life. It's, it's about letting go, which is something we're not always uh, very good at. And this is where the, the, uh, the illustration of the fisherman lets us down a little bit, because when he casts that bait into the, the sea, he's actually still connected to it by a line, and he can, he can reel it back in. But what uh, Peter uh, is actually getting at here is like the fisherman casting the, uh, the bait and the hook and the weight into the sea and then also cutting the line and throwing that in as well. It's to, to abandon, to let go uh, completely. I wonder how good you are at letting go of things. I wonder if there's any uh, self-confessed control freaks in the church uh, this morning. <laughs> 
I can be a bit at times, and I'm, I'm sure most of us can uh, at times. It's, it's, it is difficult to let go uh, of things. And of course, the consequence of that so often uh, is that we end up clinging on to a whole lot of baggage uh, for so long that we should have long ago uh, abandoned uh, to God. Of course, our ability uh, to let go and let God be sovereign in all of these issues uh, in our life is related to the level of faith and trust uh, that we have in God. We can't really separate the two. We actually regularly in a a, uh, day-to-day and week-by-week basis, we place a huge amount of faith and trust uh, not only in other people, actually, but in things uh, themselves. Here's a couple of examples of things that we place a huge amount of faith and trust in. Uh, an airplane. Um, we place a massive amount of faith and trust when we step into a plane, and the pilot and the, the crew there, and also in the plane itself and in the maintenance of that plane, the MOTs that they get, <laughs> they get done. An operating theatre is another good one, where we place a tremendous amount of faith and trust in, in people and the equipment that they use. And of course, uh, if we are able to place that faith and trust in these things, then uh, we might look a bit like that. And if we lack a bit of faith and trust, we might look a bit like that. (laughs) I'll take that off there. (laughs) But the question uh, that's really being asked here is not about our faith and trust in other people uh, or things. It's about the trust that we have in in God with the issues that cause us uh, concern uh, in our life. And also, if we have the faith that God uh, is able to, willing and is able to intervene and has the power to intervene in these issues and to ultimately work all things together for good. Uh, verse that we know in Romans 8, verse 28. It's really about surrendering uh, full control uh, of our lives to God, and that's not easy at times. There's another little quote here. Worry says, I am in control, but faith says, God is in control. Not, not mine, but I like it. Be quite happy to pass it off as mine, that one. <laughs> But what we need to do here is avoid the trap as well as of, of paying this lip service uh, in our prayer life. Um, I've done it. You've maybe all done it. We've got issues that are on our mind uh, and we bring them to the Lord uh, in, in prayer. But we're not particularly serious uh, about it. And uh, almost at the point of saying amen, um, that baggage that we've brought to the throne of God, we pick it up and, and we take it off again. Or to use the the fisherman analogy, uh, we, we reel it back in again before we, before we go. But I think for us to fully experience uh, what God uh, has for us, we need to be really seriously, serious and intentional about this and not uh, just going through the, the motions. Again, going back to the fisherman illustration, it's not only about them casting that weight and bait into the uh, the sea and cutting the line and throwing that in as well, but it's also about like putting up a no fishing sign there and and moving on. So that's the the how. We've looked at the how question. Let's move on and look at what all oh, your anxiety. Now um, I've got a confession on behalf of uh, all men, folks. Um, uh, I say that we are very bad about um, asking for directions. I don't know if you can agree with that. No, I don't see too many men nodding, but it's true. <laughs> it's very true of most of us, at least. Thank goodness for sat-navs. We don't need to ask for directions uh, any longer. 
Uh, but the thing about that is about not asking for directions uh, and just trying to go your own way is that a, a small problem uh, can lead to a big one very quickly and you get hopelessly, hopelessly lost. A bit like this uh, chap here. Uh, not often as bad as that, I have to say, <laughs> in terms of how lost we can, we can actually get. But uh, it's, it's amazing how a small problem can very quickly uh, escalate to uh, a bigger one. I wonder in that circumstance what prevents us uh, from uh, asking for, for help and assistance in that uh, situation. I guess if we're honest, it's, it can be a combination of stuff like uh, pride, uh, stubbornness, self-sufficiency, insecurity. I see a few of the women nodding anyway, they're maybe thinking of their husbands. <laughs> but it's true of us, it's true of us all uh, when thinking about asking uh, for help. But I wonder if some of these same things as well can be a barrier uh, to us bringing things uh, to the Lord as well, bringing the concerns of our heart to, to God. Maybe we're prone to asking other questions like, is the, is the issue that I'm thinking about or concerned about, is it too insignificant to bring to God? Or perhaps we even think, uh, is the issue too big for God? That can be another question as well. My own experience is a bit like sitting at a table and, and with the issues that are on my mind and thinking, well, these are the stuff I can deal with, so I'll handle those. But there's other stuff that I know is just, uh, yeah, a bit too big, so I'll, I'll take those to to God. But the issue with that approach uh, is that the stuff that's in this side that I think I can handle, a lot of it ends up being in that side because I realize a week or a month down the line that it's become too big for me to handle and that's when I take it to God rather than having taken it there uh, in the first place. I remember um, one time I had a colleague who was going uh, on holiday. This was in Glasgow. He was going on holiday but he was leaving from Manchester and uh, this was on a Friday and he was going away on the Saturday and he said, oh, I've got a service in my car overdue um, and really I've had a bit of bother with it. So he said, can you come up on the Friday evening and give me a help, just a basic service? And I said, yeah, yeah. The only problem with that was that neither he or I had a clue what we were doing. <laughs> it was a slight flaw in the plan. So uh, we were up there and uh, we were trying to take the oil filter off. Instead of uh, loosening it, we were tightening the oil filter. And uh, something came to my mind thinking, oh, um, I remember uh, seeing once that if you just drive a screwdriver through the oil filter, you can use that as a lever. And of course, it was so tight by then that in doing that, we just tore the oil filter to bits, um, which meant that he couldn't put any oil in the car and it was immobile <laughs> then at that point. So the following morning, the Saturday morning before he went on holiday, uh, I had to go and tow his car to a garage and get it sorted by a professional. So that was a real lesson uh, to me in um, not trying to do stuff in our own strength when it's beyond us <laughs> and recognizing that from the, uh, from the outset. It was sorted fine in the end, I'm, I'm happy to say. It reminds me a bit of uh, the, the words of the old uh, hymn uh, as well, this one here, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, great hymn. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything, this is the key thing here, all our anxieties uh, to God in prayer. Perhaps there's other issues that we're reluctant to bring to God, maybe even ashamed to bring to God, stuff that we've locked away in our hearts and in our minds for a long time. Um, you know, issues maybe with uh, broken relationships or stuff that's not quite as it, it should be, and we've just locked it away in our hearts and our minds and not brought these things to, to God. But we need to remember that we can't escape God's sight. Psalm 139, 1 and 2, You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit 
and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. We need to accept that we can't hide anything from God, but equally, we always need to remember that we can't escape God's love, his compassion, his mercy, and his forgiveness. And that's also covered in Psalm 139 a bit later on about uh, where can I go to escape your spirit in the highest heavens or the deepest sea you're there. Uh, we can't escape God's love, his compassion, his mercy, and his forgiveness. It's, there's a powerful illustration of that in Scripture in the story of the prodigal son uh, as well, how the father uh, accepts the son back. So, how cast what all your anxiety? Where on him? Another important one. I wonder who you turn to when you have a problem. A bit like this chap here. I don't know who's turning to who in this image. <laughs> the dog to the, to the little child or the other way around. Is a problem shared, a problem doubled? Sometimes. <laughs> it looks like it with this little chap here anyway. Yeah, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure we've all regularly experienced the tremendous support that we can get from family and friends and sometimes uh, when required trained counsellors as well and that's all really good, uh, very much needed and beneficial. But what Peter is, the Apostle Peter is pointing towards here is something more than that in this verse. Uh, If you remember the, the definition of the word cast again that we looked at earlier, it was to throw forcefully in a specified direction. And Peter is reminding us here that it's really on God and on our Heavenly Father that we should cast all our anxiety. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And then just verse 10 He says, be still and know that I am God. And I think uh, this verse 10 here, I mean, we we could have another sermon or series of sermons unpacking the true depth of meaning behind that verse, be still and know that I am God. But I think that understanding uh, that verse is, is key to us dealing with anxiety, worry, stress, and the uncertainties and fears of our life. Um... Really understanding who God is is the difference between anxiety and faith. These uh, verses here from Psalm 46 uh, reminded me as well when I was just preparing about um, the story and experience of uh, the disciples in the boat when Jesus calmed the storm. And, And Jesus said to them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Was the, the question that he asked them. And, and they asked, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? Because they didn't really know who Jesus was. They didn't really understand at that point who God was and the, and the power uh, of Jesus, the power of God. We need to appreciate that he is the only one who's able to substitute our weakness for his strength. And he's the only one that's got the power to intervene in our circumstances in ways that no one else can really. And he's the one that can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. He's also the one who can, the only one who can see the bigger picture in our life as well. Again, thinking about the definition of anxiety, it was a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome was the issue there. Because a lot of what we get worried about and anxious about, it never happens, of course. An uncertain, we're worried about the uncertainty of it. 
But when we're worried about uncertainty in the future, it's wonderful to know and it's great to know that we can speak with the author of the story who knows the past, the present and the future. So how cast what all your anxiety where on him? And just the last of these questions, why? Because he cares for you, so important. We've thought of God's power to intervene in circumstances in our life, but it would be pointless on us bringing the concerns of our heart to God uh, if he was distant and angry, regardless of how powerful he was. But of course, that's not true. First John 3, verse 1 See what great love the Father has lavished in us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. It's about relationship, isn't it? That's what our faith is about. That's what God wants for us, is to be in relationship uh, with him. And that's what one of the meanings of this verse here in Genesis 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image and our likeness. We've been made in the likeness of God in so many ways, the ability to love and the ability to be in relationship. Uh, and that's what, it's, that's what it's all about. And just this uh, image here of father and child. And, you know, you can imagine the love that that guy has for uh, his child, just the same as any parent uh, in here. Uh, and we lavish a tremendous amount of love and care uh, on our children. Um, notwithstanding all of our shortcomings and all of our limitations. Matthew seven eleven. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Praise be to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. And then this uh, tremendous verse as well in Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I, I wonder if you know in a personal way this uh, love and care from our Heavenly Father. It's about a personal relationship and uh, if you're here in church this morning and you, and you think, well, this all, sounds, uh, this all sounds great, but it's not something I can really relate to in my own personal experience. Uh, um, I can't really say I've got that personal relationship with God, that I can speak to God and interact with God and draw strength from God in that way. Then I would ask you to take steps to, to place your faith and trust uh, in the Lord Jesus and enter into that uh, relationship. And Maybe uh, this morning could be a chance for you to think about doing that and um, to enter into all of the, the fullness uh, of a relationship with God, with the Lord, uh, and everything that flows uh, from that. And uh, You know, if you're prompted in that way this morning, then don't leave uh, church today without doing something about it and pray, pray about it. Speak to uh, one of the, the, the prayer team who will be available uh, after the service and, or maybe one of the leadership team and uh, ask someone to, to pray with you about that as well, please. So just in uh, conclusion, uh, four questions answered in this one short verse, four-part formula for the antidote to anxiety. Um, it seems easy. We know it's not easy. <laughs> 
Uh, it takes the, the help of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit in our life to put these things uh, into practice. But what happens when we do this and we, we're able to get this right? Is this what happens? Are we, uh, is life a bed of roses? Yeah, not quite. <laughs> not quite. Uh, verses like this in Scripture would, would remind us that God's not promised us a bed of roses in life. In fact, everyone who wants to live godly life, a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So we know that we're going to have hardships in life, and some of those hardships are what form us, uh, what God uses to, to mold us into the type of people that he wants us to be. But again, if we go back to Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God in this bit here. This is the promise that we, that we are given uh, if we're able to put this into practice uh, in our life. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We have the full dimension of God's love and care which is beyond uh, our comprehension that is promised to us. And also here you'll see uh, these words will guard your hearts and minds. It's almost like the ideal of a, idea here of a, like a military concept, like a sentry standing, standing guard over our hearts and our minds and keeping them in God's protective custody and care. I wonder if we experience that peace of God in our lives and the fullness uh, that we should or is it a bit like uh, the verse of the hymn, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Simple verse, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let's uh, resolve uh, this morning, if we can, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to challenge that uh, default response that we have uh, for the difficult circumstances that come up in our life to, towards anxiety and worry and fear and concern and uncertainty and to, to put this into to practice, to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for us, each one of us knows us personally, has numbered the hairs on our head and if we're able to do that, to fully enter into that place uh, of peace uh, in our lives that only he can provide. Let's just pray. Father, we just uh, thank you so much for the relationship that we have with you. Uh, Father, we, we thank you that, that you loved us and cared for us so much that you gave your only son to die for us. Your only son was made sin that we could have this relationship that we have with you, Lord, and that we can draw that strength uh, from you to help us in the day-to-day -day stuff of life, uh, Lord, that, that causes us uh, anxiety uh, and stress and worry and concern, Lord. And we thank you that, that you are all-powerful, uh, Lord, and that uh, that you are more than willing and able to intervene uh, in the circumstances of our lives, uh, Lord. And we thank you that you also know uh, the beginning from the end, uh, Lord. And we can trust you in the 
uncertainties uh, for us that lie ahead in the stories of our lives, Lord. So we just pray that by the power of our, your spirit, Lord, uh, that you would enable us to just abandon uh, these issues uh, in our life to you, just to, to cast all our anxiety on you uh, because you care for us, uh, Lord. And we just long each one of us uh, to experience the full freedom that that can give us uh, in our life to uh, to be redirected from that um, self-centeredness that we can have through anxiety and, and worry and concern, Lord, and just be have the freedom to focus uh, in you, Lord, and have the freedom to be the people that you want us to be, Lord. So we just pray for each one of us today and for this week and beyond, Lord, that we would, uh, by your Spirit, have the have the power in our lives to put these things uh, into to practice, uh, Lord, to have that faith and trust, sufficient faith and trust in you and your love for us and your power working in and through us, Lord, that we can uh, experience this peace that transcends all understanding in a, in a new and very real way. As we ask this in your name. Amen.